Welcome to the Mom and Dot 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 Podcasts. We're your hosts, Suzanne Kearns and Missy Stevens. We want to help you through everything that happens in the ellipses, from your professional life to your emotional health. You're a mom and so much more. Let's figure out what comes next together. Welcome to the Mom and Dot 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 Podcast. I'm Missy Stevens, Mom and Dot 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 Writer, Foster Care Advocate, and this week, I am not a squirrel or deer advocate and nobody come for me. They're (laughs) pulling up all my new plants, like pulling them up, deciding, oh, we don't eat these and throwing them in the garden, like, or not like in my yard, in my front yard, I planted a bunch of new fall color. (laughs) Yeah. So they're not my friends this week. Oh, I feel for you. Yeah. We got one of those. I've got some rocks for you. Let's talk. Oh, uh, okay. Not to throw at those squirrels or anything. <laughs> it's for kids. I was like, my aim is bad. I don't know that I want <laughs> And I am Suzanne Kearns. I'm a mom and dot, dot, dot writer, LGBTQ advocate, and this week a NaNoWriMo prepper. And if you don't know what NaNoWriMo is, it's probably... It's probably best for you. <laughs> National novel, or in my case, nonfiction writing month is November. So uh, yeah, don't expect to see your favorite bloggers online for the month of November. Right. But today we are so excited to be welcoming Megan Logan to the show. Megan is a native of Annapolis, Maryland, and graduated summa cum laude from James Madison University in Virginia with a bachelor's degree in social work and minor in family issues and then a master's degree in clinical work, social work from Florida State University. I mean, that's a lot of degrees. Bravo. That's a lot of degrees. <laughs> that's good. If that is not enough, for the last 22 years, Megan has provided mental health therapy in a variety of settings, including domestic violence and sexual assault centers, foster care agencies, community-based mental health programs, hospice, and currently in private practice. Helping others heal through challenges and adversities has given her wisdom and insight on how to become unstuck and move forward in life. And when not providing therapy, Megan enjoys spending time outdoors with family hunting for shark's teeth. I want to hear about that more and reading. And one of the things we're reading and we're going to be talking about today is your amazing self-love workbook for women. So we're going to be jumping into that shortly. But first, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for inviting me. I'm super excited to talk to both of you and I'm sure we'll have a wonderful conversation. Oh, yes. We're really excited. So we want to start just major huge congratulations on the workbook it's number 85 across all of amazon not number 85 in self-help workbooks for women but it is number 85 no it's number one in all of those but yes it's number one in (laughs) self-help or workbooks kind of thing self um but anyway amazing and so that tells us there's a huge huge need for that but what drove you really to write that book You know, it's really interesting. I wish I could say that it's been on my mind and my heart for many years. Um, I got an email maybe two years ago from a publishing company about writing the self-love workbook for women. So it wasn't something that I came up with. The title already had been, I guess, developed already. And um, I said, you know, this is right up my alley. I've never written a book before. It's definitely something that I do in my clinical practice. I have my own personal experience with self-love as a mom and a woman. And I decided that it would be the perfect thing for me to do. And it was a very structured approach. I had to turn in two chapters every week. And so within four weeks, it was written, which is not apparently how most books are conceived. (laughs) But this is the second time this week that someone has told us they wrote a book in a month. 
Mm-hmm. And okay. I worked full time during it. I just sit it on the weekends or I wake up in the middle of the night, like three between three and five a.m. and be like, oh, this will be a good activity. Oh, <laughs> Suzanne, so. you and I got to get off our butts. OK, well, you know what? That's good inspiration for NaNoWriMo because it is. It's a yes. month. That's the whole theory be- behind NaNoWriMo is mm-hmm. that, you know, you don't necessarily have a final like turn into the editor draft, but you've got a rough draft by the end of the month of a book if you chip away at it on a day by day basis. So good. Yeah, thing. yeah I got to do this uh, with you, Suzanne. You're doing Seriously, it. Seriously, there's another um, opportunity that I have now after writing this book and it's been probably six months and I've maybe written a chapter. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for joining the check. <laughs> yes. yeah. Oh, well, well congratulations. Yeah, and I mean, obviously well received. My goodness. Yes. I mean, like, I, like we said, number one across pretty much all the self-help categories, the workbook categories, um, of what, what does that yeah, feel like? How well, it's kind of weird. Um, well, I wrote it when I first said I, I was like, I've always wanted to write a book. And then I was like, I can just keep a stack in my office and give it to clients when they come in. Yeah, <laughs> and that's yes. honestly, I didn't think anybody would buy it. Um, so it's done really well. And it's I think they're selling it. I can only access the US the amount that has been sold. But I think it's all over the world in different countries. I've gotten people that have reached out. And so that's kind of neat, Amazing. too. And now are people well, reaching out to you directly? Like, what kind of feedback are you hearing from women? Because just looking through the Amazon reviews, I mean, it seems like it's seriously changing some lives. Yes. And really it's... impacting in such an amazing way. Like, are you are you feeling that? Are you giving yourself a chance to soak that in? Yeah, you know, I um, I never had an Instagram account prior to this. Oh. And uh, so I started one and then I got rid of it for a while. And then <laughs> last January, I started it again and I've gotten rid of it since then. I, I just, um, but I, through I there, noticed it was gone. Of- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably put it back up at some point. I, I don't know why. I'm not super big on social media, but that's okay. where most people have reached out is by messaging me. I get people call. I've had a couple of people call me, um, a couple of people. Like on the phone? Email me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so a couple of times because I got the wrong version of the book and I'm like, oh, sorry, I don't own rights to the book. Like it's, it's the publisher's book. I just wrote yeah. it. But uh-huh. um, yeah, I guess you can find anything on the Internet on how to get in touch with people. Oh, so. my goodness. Well, that'd, um, be that'd be an awkward. Hello. <laughs> now, I'm just so curious because we hear a lot about this where women who think that they are practicing, quote unquote, self-care. It's like, I showered today. I ate a meal. And they're like, oh, I, I was practicing self-care. And same thing with self-love. I think that people are probably, if their inner critic is not just totally berating them that day, they're probably like, oh, I really am self-loving myself. So I think that people probably have a weird definition of what self-love is and probably don't hold themselves to a high enough standard for what they deserve from self-love. So can you tell us a little bit about what self-love is and what that really looks like when it manifests in your life? That's a, that's a great example. I think self-care gets interchanged with self-love and Mm -hmm. it's a part of it. A part of self-love is, is practicing self-care and really nurturing yourself Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. more so than just doing your basic routines, those hygiene and eating. Um, Now (laughs) a bath can become an experience where you do some meditation in the shower or you practice mindfulness. And so those things that are common in our daily lives, I think can be opportunities for us to set an intention and be very mindful 
uh, of what we're doing so that it, it can be a part of a self-love practice, mm-hmm. not just for the mm-hmm. sake of taking it. And then the other thing that kills me with self-love is a lot of people will think if they post a picture and they get a certain amount of likes or people are like, oh, you're beautiful or I love myself, check out my new hair. Um, <laughs> but that's a, a yeah. version of self-love. And I, I just really think it goes so much deeper than that. It's more about learning to embrace your special gifts and qualities and talking lovingly and kindly to yourself and encouraging yourself so that you can then share it in the world. So it's not necessarily meant to be all about yourself. It's not selfish uh, in that sense, but we can change the world that we live in if you start with loving yourself first. I love that point about it not being about the likes. And Mm -hmm. we've already talked a little bit about that. You don't care for social media that much. And I think that's so healthy because that stuff is going to disappear. It might come back in another iteration, but that's not reality. And if just because people like my picture of my new shoes or whatever, that's not, that's not validation that has to come from somewhere deeper. Yeah, I think that's very true when it comes to comparing ourselves to others. There's just a lot of, it's like, it can be used in a very positive way. So sure. I would follow inspirational things or podcasts or, you know, mm-hmm. just different things that would really speak to me. But then I would find myself getting back into this trap of, I'm going to post a picture of my kids so people will think I'm awesome as a mom or um, yeah. just some different yeah. things that I, I would catch myself doing. So I go through spurts um, mm-hmm. where I'm on social media and then I get off of it and take like a kind of detox from yeah. it. I feel like we could have, I mean, it could be probably a week long seminar, but we could have a whole just podcast episode about mm-hmm. that is social media and what that does as far as being detrimental to your self care and, or I'm sorry, to your self love. Mm-hmm. And see, I'm, I'm guilty of it already. Inter- <laughs> interchanging well, self care and like self love. I like how you said confusing it. I think that's a great word because Mm -hmm. you might be getting yourself all squared away doing the work and then you hop on Instagram and it might be a really innocent or really helpful post, but it gets in your head in the wrong way. Like, well, they're doing this. I'm not doing that. Like maybe Mm -hmm. I should add that to my routine or why can't I fit that in my routine? It just confuses what you're doing sometimes. So you do have to be in a healthy place to make social media work for you. Instagram just released, whether they wanted it to or not, um, the negative impact that Instagram and social media can have on teenagers. And I mean, that impacts their self-love. So I'm curious, do you see this with your clients um, or the feedback that you've gotten from the book that this, that social media does play a big impact on that? Yeah, I think the comparison trap is where I see that a lot, especially for teenagers where they're, you know, even something is, is, simple as maybe their friends all got together and they they weren't invited and then they think well nobody likes me i mean i can't imagine having social media when i was that age uh just how much damage i would do to myself um and all the meaning that i would put on things so i do see that and i also work with eating disorders and so that is a huge thing that we talk about cleaning up your social media and making sure that you're not exposing yourself to things that are promoting even indirectly things about your body and what it should look like and yeah, you know, right. Whether you're good enough. And like you said, or indirectly, I mean, I feel like there's so many things that are on the periphery of that, that look so innocent, but they, they 
dig in there. They get into your head. It's and... seductive. It's very, it's very subtle sometimes, some of those yes. things. It, it's not something that is always blatantly obvious. So it, 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 even, even if you're looking at a magazine and it's been airbrushed and the person has no pores, you're not saying, oh, this person has no pores, but you notice <laughs> that somewhere subconsciously that their face is perfectly right. smooth. So <laughs> when I look at myself in the mirror, my face is not smooth. <laughs> right, right. It's really dangerous when you're young, but it's not mm-hmm. that much easier as a much older lady that I am now. Like I still find that I, I love that you called it insidious because it the self-doubt creeps in. And so as we were going through the workbook, I feel like the lessons in there could be really powerful in helping that self-doubt part. Like when the doubt starts to creep in to give you tools, but can you talk about that a little bit? Like how does developing your knowledge and self-love help you not care about the pores or not care about that other person's career that you're comparing yourself to or whatever it may be. So this is another little story I always like to tell is that I think it was last January, a woman contacted me from Virginia and said that she was doing a self-love book club using the book and wanted me to kind of guest speak at it. And I was like, sure. So Mm -hmm. I ended up loving the women so much. I joined it and I became a participant. And so every week I would do the activities. And then I've done that a couple rounds and that's a huge piece that comes up is not caring what people think, learning to be able to let go of other people's opinions and and placing value in that. And so there's a whole chapter on releasing self-doubt and challenging those automatic negative critical beliefs that we uh-huh. get from society, we get from our childhoods, we get from different traumas and things we've been through. And those those messages get internalized and become kind of our, our narrative for how we talk to ourselves. And that's one of the first places to start, I think, when you're talking about self-love outside of the self-care, but mm-hmm. being able to say, you know, this is not helpful. These thoughts are not helping me feel better and do better. Yeah. And we talk about that a lot, especially around career tracks where I did not have a parent that was, you know, driving me saying, oh, you need to be the doctor, you need to be the lawyer. But I think there are so many people out there who are making decisions based on other people's desires Mm -hmm. for how their life plays out. And that does put doubt. And I'm, I'm really curious, like, how, how do you help clients. I mean, I'm sure it takes months and months of work and not something can you, you can fix just... us today. Yeah. <laughs> Let me give you the formula in five minutes. <laughs> but I just, I'm sure that's a common thing where people are, you know, you got these women yeah. entering menopause and they're still trying to figure out what their college major should have been because, yeah. um, because, you know, sometimes you don't take the time to think about, or you don't have the the confidence in yourself to believe that what your gut is telling you is right. And you, instead you want to test to answer it. You know, you want to know, Oh, I'm an ISFJ. So that means I got to do this. So I just really, how do you then use that, the tools of self-love to build that trust with yourself and shut up that self-doubt to be able to help make decisions in your life? That's a great question. There's a couple exercises in the book where I don't necessarily phrase it that way, but I like that because self-love is a lifelong journey. So whether you're in your teens or whether you're in your 50s, it it evolves. And and then at the same time, it's always the same. So it, it, where we are in life depends, I guess that goes along with our values. Mm-hmm. So our values Ooh. can change and evolve. And if I'm making decisions based on what my values are, because I truly know myself and I've done the work to be able to love and embrace myself, I'm much more likely to end up 
having things in alignment in my life and feeling fully satisfied, maybe not always happy or Mm -hmm. joyful, but just Mm -hmm. being able to know that I'm congruent with my, my values and it shifts in my twenties. What I might've valued might've been security. And now that I'm approaching 50 and my kids are getting ready to leave the home, I'm valuing simplicity and just what really matters. And so it Mm -hmm. just shifts over the Mm -hmm. years. I think that's all kind of part of self-love is knowing your you're knowing your worth, but then knowing what your values are. Ooh, we're going to jump on that one in a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah. That's one of like our favorite. Made my stomach flip. Yeah. I always have the flip because, yes, we've been favorite talking topics. about that since mm-hmm. the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of the coaches we talk to, I mean, that's just one of the core things that you have to do before you can do anything else. But I'm sure that 80% of what you would say, like, is like, here's how you should go about figuring out your values. It's probably pretty similar to what other coaches would say, but everybody has their own special approach to it or their way of thinking of it. That may be the, finally the thing that helps it go ding, ding, ding in yeah. someone's mm-hmm. head. So I'm just really curious, how do you approach when someone comes into you and like, I really need to get rock solid on what my values are like how how do you have them approach that Mm -hmm. so one of my things that i do is ask a question and depending on what's going on in their lives and i phrase the question differently but i think the most powerful one is and i just asked a a teenager yesterday in a session was like well if you were to die tomorrow and they were to give a eulogy and then i had to explain what a eulogy was (laughs) they were gonna gonna get up and talk to you about you know talk about you what would you would you want them to say she got straight a's or she was 112 pounds or you know she she did everything perfectly or would you want them what would what would you want them to say about you that those Mm. are really gonna pull out your values i would like somebody to say that i made a difference in their life or that i'm kind or that i was always trying to expand my knowledge and learn things like Mm -hmm. that and that that resonates with what my values are. So it can be if you were to die, what's important to you and what would you want people to say? Or if they were to have a celebration in your honor for your 90th birthday, <laughs> if yes. death is, you know, <laughs> a little bit too morbid. I love that. Mm-hmm. I just saw your stomach oh, flip, Missy. <laughs> did you see me like lean in and then I, I had did. to like pull myself back because I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, no, I love it. And I've heard, again, I think there's just a different way to approach it. And we've talked about values with a lot of different coaches, but that's never come up. And I have heard, you know, that idea of what do you want people to say about you? Or what do you want to feel at the end of your life? But I've never heard it tied together with values. So that is a nice, like that just connected some synapses in my brain, I think is completely. Yeah. It's really ultimately what your whole life is about. So if you make that about living your life in that way and figuring what that is, then that's going to change the direction of wherever you end up. Um, and, mm-hmm. and the thing with the values that I think that I didn't ever really understand, and this isn't in the book, but they, they evolve. They mm-hmm. change. They're not static. So it's an ever-changing process to check in with yourself and figure out, yeah. do that work. And how often do you recommend that people, is that just an ongoing, you know, thing that you're just thinking in the back of your head? Or do you encourage people to sit down? Hey, New Year's is coming. It's a good time to like reevaluate. Or is it more of a seasons of life type of thing where people should check in? I I notice that me personally, this isn't what I necessarily always tell other people is when there's like a growing discontent or something's Mm. not, something's not right in my life. I can feel it. I'm trying to find it and other things are outside of me. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's when I can tell, okay, you've got to do some evaluation or some figuring things out. Um, And, and 
in the book, it talks a little bit. There's, I think it's later in the book of the, there's a whole section on setting boundaries and being able to communicate yes. your wants and needs. And that fundamentally can change some of the relationships that you're in. So yeah, when you, when you start practicing self-love and doing the values work, sometimes it radically changes things. And some people are not a hundred percent ready for that, for that change and what it can do. So it's very hard work. It is. It is. And I'm really, yeah. I was going to ask you, and Missy kind of alluded to this, like, I feel like the workbook is just, it's, you kind of take little savory bites of it. I mean, it's not something like, I'm going to sit down this weekend and do the workbook. Right, so, right. And, and it really <laughs> is something that, yeah, I mean, that section, you know, it might be a couple pages in the workbook, but it could take you weeks. It could take you months to really work into it. Um, so do you have recommendations? Is it something that has to be done in chronological order? Is it something that a certain amount of time should be spent on each step? Like how, how, I mean, I know you can't tell readers how to read it and some probably do do it in a weekend, but in your perfect vision for how people would use the workbook, what does that look like? I think it's going to look like however somebody individually wants to do the workbook. It's not written in a way that you have to do it front to back cover. Mm -hmm. um, there is an introduction part that's a little bit probably the only narrative in the book, really, mm -hmm. because it's all about mm -hmm. doing the exercises that I do think is important because it defines what self-love is and what it's yep. not and why it's important. And then you know, the, the structure of the book is releasing self-doubt and then building your self-worth and then having healthy relationships so that you can kind of model that in your whole life. But it doesn't have to be done that way. And the, the exercises can be done in whatever, whatever appeals to you. I would pay attention to the exercises you're flipping over that you're yeah. choosing not, not <laughs> yeah. to do, because sometimes I think that can be something, sometimes it's just because the exercise is kind of stupid. And then other times <laughs> it might be because it's, you're avoiding something. <laughs> that right. is such a good point. And I, and even though there is a simplicity to them, I don't think they are easy. I mean, it really, I, I mean, I don't want to infringe any copyright things, but I mean, each page is like, I mean, it's got, it's, it's yeah, it's, there's work to be done. You know, the, yeah, it's easy, but not simple or simple, but not easy. Like you really got to dive. Yeah. You got to do the work. I mean, it might just be filling in five lines or 10 lines or whatever's on the page, but the work that you have to put into thinking about what goes on those 10 lines, I, I think it warrants some special time and actually, yeah. you know, doing the self-love of knowing that you deserve to put the real time and effort behind it and not feeling like you should just go and, and fill in the blanks. Yeah, the exercises are simple language um, and simple looking and it's pretty. So, you know, it looks like you're going to sit so down and pretty. have this lovely, enjoyable time yes. with this book. Yeah. But it's it's got some zingers in there. It's got some really deep things that can kind of trigger stuff from, you know, the past or memories or things that you haven't thought about that can really make you feel uncomfortable. That's mm -hmm. been some of the feedback that I've gotten in doing the book clubs is that some of these questions are kind of uncomfortable, um, which is part of the whole point is to get you right. thinking that the whole point is that self-love is so much deeper than just the surface. It's, it's figuring out who you are. Do you I'm, have advice for people who uh, may be asking for myself, but you get to that point and it does require a little deeper and there's a level of fear there because you know, in my case, I know I might blow up some things, mm -hmm. whether it's just internal, the way I look at things, 
it's just as hard as possibly having to set boundaries in a relationship to me. If I have to undo the way I've thought about something for all of these years, that's scary. So if someone says, I'm just afraid and I can't do this, like, how do you help encourage them to get past that? So doing it in a group is really kind of a neat concept because it is supportive and yet you're kind of accountable. So, Mm. I mean, there's been plenty of groups I've showed up and I haven't done any of the exercises, but I still get a lot out of it by talking and listening and thinking about it. So Mm -hmm. I would say maybe to start with just just reading the questions (laughs) and not actually doing the work, but just reading it and marinating in it and Mm. kind of putting in the back of your mind, thinking about it is a start to that. It's it's Mm confirmed running it by looking at it and seeing it without necessarily having to be super vulnerable. You can do the work with a therapist. A lot of therapists that I know that are I'm friends with are like, oh, somebody came in with your book the other day. <laughs> oh my gosh. Awesome. So you can use it as an accompaniment to that or any coaching that you might be doing. And I think sharing it with other people is kind of a way to get support. So you're not doing it alone and trying to tackle yes. all of that heavy, heavy stuff. So, and I think too, the way it's laid out in terms of there's like a a power to playlist for women, like you make like a playlist of of songs, which is fun. That's not really necessarily going to trigger a whole lot. It might be a little nostalgic. in there too, yes. (laughs) Um, And then there might be one about what's your most vulnerable childhood memory you've ever had. So, so they're, (laughs) they're kind of like, if you do a hard one, spend some time doing some fun, easy ones or do some Mm -hmm. self-care afterwards. So you don't have to do all of it. At once. I love the idea of marinating. I'm a big marinator. Like it. <laughs> well, I know. And I, I think that's a really great idea for people who are, you know, just kind of easing into it. Just ask the question, like literally just mm-hmm. reading it and asking, you know, say it out loud or whatever, and then just go on with your day and see what connects and what happens in there. Cause yeah, it can be, it can be a little hard for people who haven't done it before. And I just love the idea of a workbook. Um, Yes. Because I think sometimes we do just, we read stuff or we listen to stuff and we're like, oh, what a great idea. Yeah, I should do that someday or whatever. And so this is very much a, yeah, that day is today. (laughs) Like fill (laughs) it in. Now is the time. I know. And I I think it would also be, uh, Missy and I were talking about this. It's so pretty. I almost didn't even want to write in it. I'm like, it's so pretty. But I do think it it can just even be something that you use as a prompt for a journal too. Even if, Mm -hmm. if you can't, if you can't get over the pretty book syndrome. I do this with journals too. I've got a beautiful, 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 like leather bound, whatever mm-hmm. journals that I just Empty. can't. I'll, instead mm-hmm. I'll write in like the 99 cent spiral notebook because I'm like, they're too big, they're too pretty. Um, a big feather pen. And- <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know. I should just be like, no, talk about self-love and that's self-worth. Your self- that's your I am, self-love right I there. I am Get worth it. the book to write in You the are worth the pretty book. I you can, it's-, you, there, it's cheap enough on Amazon. You could buy a book, write in it, and then have another copy that doesn't that's have anything written. True. <laughs> I know it is. It actually is a really good deal. And I was saying for, I was like, my mom needs one and my daughter needs one. Mm-hmm. And you were saying you were talking to a teenager the other day. So I've got a 16 year old daughter mm-hmm. and I just feel Me like too. you cannot start this soon enough. So is this something that it sounds like you do work with teenage clients? Is this something yeah. that you've seen working for them? I mean, obviously self-love again, you can't start that can't early start enough early for enough. teenagers. Yeah. I, you can tell I work with teenagers, I think, just by some of the exercises. Um, mm-hmm. this, this is probably how I communicate my language. Although now I have a 16-year-old daughter, too. And now that I'm older, like, I connect with the kids' moms or the parents when they're talking about their parents. And I'm like, well, 
have you ever thought about this? <laughs> I'm, I'm, when I was perspective, I'm guessing. So, um, but it is it is written for different ages. But I think if you don't read the exercises and do them, if you're older, you might be turned off by it, thinking, "Oh, this is kind of just." you know, a, a little simple workbook for younger people. And it's not because the, you know, the questions are so much deeper than that, but yeah. it definitely can be used for probably 13 and up. Yeah. Okay, good. I don't know. I would love to kind of do it in collaboration with her, but I also mm. think maybe it's something that I should just let her kind of ease into it on her own for That'd a while. be cool. I never thought of a private. team book club. Doing a team book club yes. would be kind of a neat thing. great idea. Um, yeah. I saw my daughter doing it with her colored pencils one day and I was like well oh. <laughs> she was like in her room doing some of the activities so oh Zoe's would probably be all drawn with pictures but I do think that that would be a fun thing for them to do I think they would be open to that as a book club and it might you know have its obviously very light and silly moments and I'm sure that mm -hmm. there's a, but um I don't yeah. know I think that could, I, that would be worth a discussion yeah it'd be awesome Hmm. Hmm. I might just throw that idea out there. But <laughs> talking about all the different life stages, now that we are no longer teenagers, a lot of our listeners are at various stages of a career break. Um, that is our point yes. in trying to make sure that whether it's for taking care of kids or if it's for taking care of elderly parents or whatever mm -hmm. your situation may be, that women are are having the self-love and using this time to reflect um, the time that we have. <laughs> not our, <laughs> I hate to say our spare time as you're taking care of kids. That's, uh, there's yeah, not there's really not. Um, but the, the little confetti time that we do have, you know, maybe throwing mm -hmm. in one of these exercises here and there, wherever we can. But there's so many questions about what's next, what's next in our life, what's next in our career, who am I? You know, like we were talking, empty nest isn't too far away. So what are some of your favorite exercises in the workbook for helping women with this whole, who am I? What should I be doing next? Um, obviously the values exercise is part mm -hmm. of that, but you know, what, where do you kind of steer people when they're struggling with those questions? I think the values is probably the first place of starting of, of what's important to you. And then really trying to like figure out what are your gifts? Like what are your, not so much talents, but what are the qualities that make you? Because so much we identify as I'm a mom or I'm mm -hmm. a therapist or our roles that we're in. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so whenever somebody says, well, you know, tell me about yourself. Well, I'm a mom. And I'm like, well, what does that mean? So what makes you a good mom? Like, what is it? Well, you know, I am in touch with being able to support and nurture my kids. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you're nurturing. <laughs> so like just to try mm -hmm. to find qualities that you have in those roles, I think is worth exploring. And then again, the last one of the later chapters in there, which is all about speaking your truth and mm -hmm. setting boundaries and asking for what you need or want. There's Ooh. an exercise that talks about your body language and paying attention to what your body language is like when you're sitting in a waiting room or when you're walking down the sidewalk with somebody. Do you, do you look down? Do you look away? Do you make yourself smaller? Mm -hmm. Do you sit you know, up front and be confident? Mm -hmm. So just how do you show up in the world? I love that. And as we're encouraging women to, you know, form those boundaries and really stand up for those, what happens? We're very fortunate that we have spouses and families that are very supportive of that. Um, but I, I can't imagine that all women have that privilege. And so 
How, what does that look like then for for women who maybe their spouse is like, no, I, I really like you in this role. I really like you being defined by this and that works mm-hmm. for me. And mm, this is making me uncomfortable that you're exploring these other things. So how can they either get buy-in or recognize that maybe the buy-in is not going to happen and they have to make some decisions? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. that's really sometimes what happens is things start shifting and you start realizing, wait, I'm not really able to be who I really am. And I need to reevaluate kind of where I show up. And maybe it's not so much that you don't need to be in that relationship, but maybe you show up in another way by if you love gardening and you get to like allow yourself to do something that you really enjoy that makes you happy to grow things. It, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be huge life changes. It can be that you take time to maybe spend more time in nature because that's something that you have always enjoyed. So it can be small little ways that you celebrate yourself and the things that you're interested in Mm -hmm. and maybe incorporate into your life. I like that. Or it can be like a divorce. (laughs) (laughs) I just read something the other day and I cannot remember where I read it. I'll try to remember and put it in show notes. But it was saying that like not every relationship needs to be blown up. Re-looking at yourself doesn't mean you're headed for a divorce. But sometimes that does need to happen. Oh, yeah. I think it might have been Ann Emick talking to us about that. Oh. Or maybe it was in her newsletter. Maybe it wasn't as she told, but okay. Um, just saying that doing this work doesn't mean everything will be undone. Although sometimes you do discover that you have within you to make a really big change that's really needed. So it's it is scary to do it, but that's not a reason to not do it. You doesn't not mean you're headed for yeah. divorce court. Mm-hmm. And when I wrote the book, I was one month after having been divorced. So I had gone through some of, you know, reevaluating things in my relationships and things that, and I'm, I'm actually very good friends with my ex-husband and he's here right now putting in a fire pit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's nice. I'm trying him, but still. Um, so, you know, it doesn't always have to blow up in a negative way. It, it, That's it can true. Be maybe the best, healthiest thing that ever happened in your life. And even mm-hmm. though it's scary and it's change and it's really hard to do that. So it's, it all starts just figuring out who you are and what is important to you and finding ways to, to incorporate that into your life and in your world. And although the, you know, the cover says self-love workbook for women, I mean, so men could use this as well, obviously. Sure. I, I wish think. I just said humans, because I think yeah. I think the whole uh, like there's again, I didn't come up with the title. Yes. <laughs> um, but <Yeah. laughs> I'm sure it has something to do with sales. But um, you know, I think that everybody Yeah. Self love and how you feel about yourself is at the root of everything you do in this world. Yeah, that's true. Um, sure. And and even I mean something that probably couples could do together. I think mm-hmm. that would open up a lot of understanding. Um, we had talked mm-hmm. about Steph Baron Hall was one of our first guests who came on and did the Enneagram in love, and that's one of the things I keep threatening my husband with. I'm like, I can make you read this book, <laughs> then you'll understand what number you are because I think I know what number you are. Um, <laughs> but um, I do think that anything that helps us have a better understanding, either with our spouse or any family member, it could be with a parent or with the teenage daughter or whoever. Um, I think that could be a fun exercise to do together. But some of it, I think the self in the name means it's self-reflection and something that you really need to just take time for yourself to think about. And I feel like knowing all of those things about yourself also very beneficial in a relationship because then you understand why you're reacting a certain way or 
why something pushes your buttons mm-hmm. or why something causes you so much more concern with one person than it does with another. Or whatever. I love it. And it's not indulgent. A lot of people will think a lot of the women that I've talked to that have started it on the, using the book will think, well, it's kind of, you know, selfish and indulgent for me to be spending all this time on myself. I should be taking care of other people or making sure everyone else is okay. And so mm-hmm. I don't think self-love is selfish. I think it's actually the opposite. I think mm-hmm. if you take the time for yourself, then you can give and share your light in the world. And I I don't think that the work is indulgent at all. No, I mean, Uh you, if you bring yourself more holy to the world, I mean, holy, Mm -hmm. H-O-L-Y, I mean, whole, like your whole self. (laughs) Fully. (laughs) Fully. Thank you. I know. I, yeah, I'm probably the last person who needs to be bringing anything holy to the world, (laughs) but I will bring my whole self uh, to the Mm -hmm. world or at least work towards it. Um, Yeah. That's, I mean, that just helps everybody and modeling Mm -hmm. that for your kids. I mean, I can't imagine anything better. So yes, we encourage all the ladies out there. I mean, if we can't convince you, seriously, just go read some of these Amazon reviews. Holy cow. I know. Yeah. Oh yeah, my god. Some gosh. of them are it's really neat to yeah, I've always worked one-on-one my whole career, the direct service, one-on-one with somebody, maybe some groups here and there along the way. So it's really neat to write a book and have a large group of people be doing the work and be impacted mm-hmm. by it. Cause I don't, yeah. you know, in therapy sessions, you don't normally get feedback like, Oh, this has changed my life. <laughs> I mean, you're just doing <laughs> right. the work along with the person. So yes. it's kind of neat right. to see uh, people doing the work and how much it means to them. Oh it's God. a really and, cool feeling. And I'm very, very hopeful that you are doing some special events or like in-person seminars or anything. Please tell us that that is part of your plan. Cause I what? really feel like you need to do that. I just got branding photos done. So those were like my newest. Um, yeah, I, I that's put my, exciting. yeah. I mean, that was my, I don't know. It's just not my, I've always just been behind the scenes and, and then maybe mm-hmm. this is how I'm showing up in the world differently is, you know, I've always been in my office doing therapy and I have a very, very successful practice and I'm busy and so yeah. uh, I think the book club that I'm doing with one of the women now that we do weekly, we have another one starting in January. So that's open. To, it's virtual. So it's open to anybody to, to do the workbook along with us. Um, yeah. And me and her yeah. both kind of facilitate that. How do people uh, find that? Yes. How, how do we find that right now? <laughs> yeah. My <laughs> non-existent Instagram. <laughs> after, after today, I'll put my Instagram back up. <laughs> <laughs> Just put one picture oh. on there. Yeah, book I, club. I don't. I don't know. I um. I, I'm working on another book, but that's not going to happen probably till next fall, where that gets done. Um, and that's all on nurturing. And then, mm. um, yeah, I don't really have any seminars or trainings or anything like that. I I, I should I do podcast interviews and that's mm-hmm. but. Oh my gosh. No, I I'm should, seriously, know, I'm seriously should, like, you need a TED talk. Yeah. We're you just encouraging be- you to go <laughs> yeah. do said something like you. Need. Yeah. Can we book you? We're booking you at the mom Two conference. We got you for the <laughs> Texas conference for women. What else can we do? We're going to get you lined up. It's just hard for me to envision doing all of that just because it's change and it's just not yeah. what I've been doing. So yes. I've gotten very comfortable with seeing eight clients a day and doing therapy, yes. 30 people a week, and I'm good at it. Know I mean, what I, I know busy. what I'm doing. It is yes. busy and I and I love it and I'm good at it and it, it keeps me busy. So it's hard for me to, I did start taking Wednesdays off, but I do a lot of more like administrative stuff. So I do have time to to come up with something new and maybe yeah. put a training together or 
Well, if you're Something feeling like any self doubt about it, we've got a really great workbook <laughs> that you should. I'm doing it. <laughs> Although I think I'm listening to you say how much you love, like you're, you're not doing. in a season of discontent. Yeah, like you are happy with where you are. So I think that's important to listen to yeah. as well. Yeah. Like I, 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 I loved writing the book because it was a totally different experience, and I love doing podcast interviews and meeting people and getting mm -hmm. to talk about all this kind of stuff. Um, so it's a different level of intensity than yeah. doing therapy every day for eight mm -hmm. hours. So I definitely get energized by doing these kinds of things and talking about self love. And so I'm mm -hmm. sure I would love it too. Um, yes. Well, and it could be a little yeah. bit of both, but no, yeah. I just, and maybe it's on the horizon. Yeah. yeah. Just in meeting you and seeing the value that people are getting out of it. And I, I know that there's such a intense value of doing it one-on-one -on -one and the people who are lucky enough Huge. to have you in their lives in that capacity. I mean, that's just really exciting, but any way to help you know, get this message out on a wider scale. I just think the whole world would benefit from. So in, in case you ever need two cheerleaders oh. to tell you that, yes, we'll, we'll support you any way we can. Uh, I'm in supposed doing to that. talk to you guys about self-love. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, that's what happened with the book club. The woman that I met that did it, she's a photographer and she was like, I mean, literally the only photo it's on the back of the book that existed of me was this yes. JCPenney headshot from like oh, 10 years ago. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the only photo I've ever taken. That's like a professional photo. So she has inspired and she inspired me to do this whole photo shoot was just like yeah. outside of what I normally do. So it's kind of neat how like I get back and am still evolving and doing the work um, yes. that we all have that work to do. Oh, well, that's so exciting. The idea of evolution is so powerful. Like we aren't stuck when who we are today and we are a mom and dot, dot, dots. We're so much more and it's exciting. It used to overwhelm me and now it's just exciting. Like, yes. Who knows what's next? We're making progress, Missy. Look at us go. Yeah. <laughs> that is super exciting. Oh, well, oh, we're getting to the time for the look, listen, we are. I just learned. looked at the clock. Uh, yes, I have one that's actually related. I'm very excited about this. But um, so, yeah, the look, listen, learn is a segment where we talk about some stuff outside of our professional lives to enhance those dot, dot, dots after the mom and. And so they can be silly, useful, useless. <laughs> I need to stop saying that. Or, or, they're all uh, somehow useful. They're all useful in some useful. way. But no, Missy, you kick <laughs> sure. it off. Absolutely. Sometimes and you can have one thing or three. I actually yeah. have three short things today. But the first one is yesterday we were talking about our calendars. I have, I don't know if you can see it back here, a wall calendar that was miraculously on the correct month. I was so <laughs> proud of you. I know. Yeah, Suzanne said, is that right? I can't see it. And I was like, oh, it's probably August back there, but it really is October back there. But I was telling her that my favorite calendar that is often on the wrong months is this Ling Chang's Ling's little calendars. And I've been getting them for years. And Ling Chang is an artist. She does botanicals. And I clip mine up on this little board every oh. month. And sometimes I forget to change them. And then I'm sad because I missed a whole month of beautiful pictures. So I'll link to Ling. That's hard to say link to Ling, <laughs> Ling in the show notes. Although I looked this morning and there's nothing about 2022 calendars. So yeah. hopefully I'm not doing a look, listen, learn that you can't get your hands on. Ling may be and doing hoping... self-care this year and right. taking a year off from the calendar. We'll see. I mean, selfishly, I'll be so sad. Like, I can't remember when I started doing these, but I mean, it's go before my child was born Yeah, and he's 15 
And I'm probably going on 20 years of Ling's little calendars. Yeah. Ling uh, deserves a year off. <laughs> no. <laughs> so break. I highly recommend them and hopefully they will be for sale, but it's just beautiful botanical prints every month. And then um, this book, Self-Compassion, The Proven Power of Being Kind to Yourself by Kristen Neff Ooh, yeah. was recommended by a guest a couple of weeks ago. Anna Mick, I'm pretty sure is who recommended it. So I just got it. I can't talk too much about it because I just started getting into it, but, and she actually has a new version out radical self-compassion. I think she's got, yeah. And then, um, it's all about the fierceness. It's fierce self-compassion. Yes. Fierce, is, fierce. Yeah. That's what it yeah. is. So it's a, kind of the concept. I reference her in the book a lot because self-compassion is different than self-esteem or self-esteem goes up and down and self-compassion is just constant. It, it's this being right. kind to yourself no matter what. And then fierce self-compassion is setting those boundaries and mm. communicating your needs. So her yeah. stuff is great. I've heard it's amazing. And mm -hmm. I thought I'd start with the OG one and then move on to the fierceness. Um but highly recommend just on the little bit I've gotten to get into that one. I recommend it. And then my last thing that I have today is um, also pretty fluffy. It's this coffee. Um, <laughs> you look like you're doing a commercial. I know. <laughs> my nails aren't done though. But um, this is delicious. I say it's a rare treat, but Mark has started buying me like two every week. So oh. he does the grocery shopping here. And so there's always one in the fridge at least. And it's La Colombe, La Colombe. I don't know how you say it. Um, draft latte with oat milk. And um, it's like a, it's pressurized somehow. Is it a like can? Nitro. Like a, it's, yeah, it's no. a can. Oh, okay. I thought it was like, I get these tea bags for Zoe. Oh yes. Like, it does look stack? like the Harney okay. and Sons or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah it's okay. an actual can. Um and they are amazing. It's like a cup and a half of coffee. Is that what it says? Yeah. One and a half cups of coffee is what it's about the equivalent to, but this oh one happens to be vegan and delicious. Yum. I'm usually a black coffee, straight up plain coffee girl, but every once in a while, this is a good treat. So if you're looking for something that is just absolutely delicious, I highly recommend Ooh, it. Okay. Very cool. Well, that's mine for this week. So I only have two. Oh, um, that is okay. And, and I'm, uh, one of them is upstairs. So <laughs> I didn't, send I was a gonna, picture of I, it later and we'll okay. overlay it on the video. So. <laughs> it is a, um, singing bowls. Have you ever seen the crystal <gasps> yes. singing bowls? So oh, I, do the... <laughs> I went to a sound bath, um, at the beach cause I'm here in Florida and basically, you know, I've, I've done them before, like in yoga where they, they play the bowls and it was just laying there and it was, it was like, Whoa, <laughs> it's like yes. very meditative. And yeah. so I, got I bought my own collection of them and I'm gonna take a class and become a certified sound bath therapist um, that's amazing yeah where you do like meditation and they align with your chakras and they 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 have yes. different tones so you can play them in like harmony and um it, that that's that's my newest thing and you could feel the vibration like you can feel it down in the core of your soul that's like so as you hear the cool. the music yeah. where and does one the, buy a bowl like, uh, Amazon. Oh, did he really? <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. They were, they were pretty expensive, but I was like, I'm going to start doing this. Hopefully For real. going to yoga yeah. studios and like, actually like, I don't think you have to have a whole lot of talent to play the bowls, but <laughs> we'll see. you'll find out. <laughs> I love it. Um, That's so cool. 
And then the other thing is a book that, so Instagram is not all bad. I met this, um, (laughs) she's an artist, Stephanie Chin, C-H-I-N-N. And she uh, has tons of stuff that are all about like about diversity and women and loving your body. And her artwork is beautiful. Mm. And I just got her book and I I gave it to my daughter this morning. So I'm going to, I don't know if I can show it that way. Oh, yeah. It's kind of showing the light that I have. Here, sister, let me help you. And so it's got all these different things inside about self-care and body love and body positivity. And um, they're just beautiful illustrations and drawings and they're very diverse. And I I just, I love her stuff. Oh, love that. Okay. We'll definitely follow her. Yeah. Oh, my stuff is not nearly that high end. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, one of them I wanted to bring up because it's my learn is okay so for some people it can be pretty vulnerable to write your stuff in the workbook and you're worried about like what if my kids come in and you know read it or yeah. what if whatever invisible I ink oh that that honestly that's what i do in therapy sessions with kids that don't want to have their parents read stuff as i buy these invisible ink pens and then when they come back in i shine the light on it and can read <gasps> anyhow sorry that, that is, i mean you look at my face that with is this genius. genius i know <laughs> And then you could fill all your beautiful books and it would I look would so look clean. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how long invisible ink works for. You can make it out of lemon juice. Remember when we were kids? Oh yes. my gosh. Sorry, oh I interrupted. <laughs> oh no, I love that interruption. That's a great that such a great idea. <laughs> okay. Well, mine is a little bulkier than that is this lockable bag. (laughs) But I got this because I realized I was doing the morning pages, Julia Cameron's like the artist way Mm -hmm. morning pages. And I caught myself kind of like almost censoring myself. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't even, it wasn't my husband because I even like I bought this and I told him, I was like, here's where the key is. Like, (laughs) if you feel like I'm writing about all my affairs (laughs) or something, you're welcome to come in here. That's not that. But I was like, but I don't really want the kids, you know, to be popping in or like, or a pet sitter or who knows what. I don't know. I'm just paranoid. Um, But anyway, it's just like, I guess accountants or something use them. It's like rip proof stuff and it has a little lock on it so people can't unzip it. And so any kind of personal stuff so you could get that. Where'd you buy it? On on Amazon. Amazon. (laughs) We should be getting some sort of money for this. We should. (laughs) We should be doing affiliate links. We need affiliate links. Look at it. It kind of matches the book. Like you can just put it right in there. They have them in various sizes, but it's also kind of handy. Like I got it for, um, because I bring my journal when I'm traveling. Like not Mm -hmm. that I travel Mm -hmm. anymore, but if I'm taking it to a conference or whatever, and you're like, I just don't want to leave this in the hotel room or whatever. So it's kind of a nice little safety thing there. And I think it was like 15 bucks. It's not like a big investment. So it's a great if, idea. if that is one of your holdups from doing the self-love workbook from women that you feel like a little vulnerable actually writing down these thoughts and stuff, put it in a little lock bag like me. <laughs> hey, it matches like my that. sweater. Okay. <laughs> fully. This is my full promotion. There you here. go. Well, and, and your planner is that color too. I think you have a, like a color a type. Oh, you know what? I had to, I outgrew my planner. So now I'm into oh, no. one of my backup planners. So I need to do that. Um, let's see. So what am I watching? I'm watching Only Murders in the Building. Has anybody heard of this? Oh, well, I want to watch it so badly. So tell me what you it, think. Okay. So it's Steve Martin, mm-hmm. Martin Short, and Selena Gomez, which I was like, it's what? trio you How just. Are you <laughs> they together? Um, but they all live in the same apartment building and they 
they've kind of, you know, see each other in the elevator and they're not very friendly to each other. They're just being like really stereotypical, like New York uh, to <laughs> each other. And they end up at a restaurant or a bar across the street because there was a murder in their building. And while they are waiting out this crime scene or whatever in their building, they discover that they are all obsessed with the same true crime podcast and so that brings them together and then they start their own true crime mm -hmm. podcast about the murder in their building and so um i'm only on episode one but i'm like i'm sold true crime podcast with yeah. you know, these hilarious people and that's right in my sweet spot i love yeah. it <laughs> yeah and just fun new york stuff too so and it's a it's, comedy it's it is like, a com yeah. so far so far comedy yes um but uh, yeah and selena gomez really holds her own with you would think that's with, what i've heard yeah, yeah. with uh, she actually i keep on seeing all these promos where they're like steve martin and martin short i'm like forget that selena is like that's what's probably bringing in half the audience they they want to see the young one and you're the old people yeah. but um but yeah so that was good and then i am listening to again um pivot that's a podcast with jenny blake mm -hmm. um who i love she's one of my do i have a book here if I do, I'll probably knock down my whole case when I bring it down here. But Pivot, um, she was one of the original podcasts and books that ever got me started in thinking about these ideas of these small changes that you can make in your life that have these big impacts. Um, and just like not having to make a huge change in your life, but just being able to try something else out a little bit, kind of like playing the bowls. You're not like mm -hmm. totally mm -hmm. becoming a full-time bowl player, but pivoting, yeah. giving a little try and seeing, seeing what that feels like. And she had an episode with Cal New Newport, mm -hmm. um, who I've heard him on tons of stuff, but I just happened to cover his session for the Texas Conference for Women. And he has really good tips about his thing is about getting offline. World Without Email is the new book. And so he's one of those that every time I'm like, yeah, 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 I know I should be doing all these things. <laughs> like it's, he has really, really yeah. amazing tips. My one thing that always gives me a little uh, is that his tips are really good for like men who have wives taking care of everything else <laughs> and i don't want to be too like gendery stereotypey here but right. it's, it's got a little bro vibe there in the sense that like these are really great tips but i can tell that you did not have to like pick up anybody for drum practice today so um or is it things like you could totally get offline if you had a personal assistant who was doing yeah. everything for you that kind of bit. stuff it's got a little bit so yeah, yeah go into it knowing that you might get a little of the you know, smash the patriarchy like flare up <laughs> every once in a while when you're reading it but Wear still shirt, still really good stuff and i just love i jenny blake is just one of those i don't know i i i like to think that i would like her in person um but she yeah. just has such a nice energy and we do a lot of yard work together she's not aware of it but we do <laughs> i wonder if she knows that yeah <laughs> she does. she's not aware she she's not my walking partner no that's that's brene brown brene brown's my walking partner and jenny blake is my yard work partner um but but yeah so that was a good episode that i have it's been a while since i've listened to it um and so it was a nice one to jump back in with yeah so, highly recommend so yes all right gosh uh, that's a lot of good stuff okay i need yeah. to yeah. yeah i like that and we mm -hmm. do keep our list semi-updated on the website so if oh. you're listening for the first time like we have a long running list of every look listen learn i bet we're probably 
five to 10 episodes behind. So I'll get in there and look up our look, listen, learns and edit it. I can't remember the last time I updated. The I list, don't know. You honest. know what? We're busy ladies. We're setting our boundaries. Our boundaries. I have a memory <laughs> of making the list, but I don't, I think it could be more than 10 episodes. Ago. Uh, That's yeah. a good time to practice self-compassion. That is, yes. <laughs> that is our self-compassion. Yes. And boundaries all coming together in one place. Right? Yes. Oh, right. Well, Got to sleep sometime. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, this has been so much fun. And I really feel like we are just going to become your business managers and be able to be like, okay, you need a podcast. You need a this, you need a this, like, forget it. We'll get, we'll just yeah, give you our podcast. Fun. You can take it over and just teach the world all this. Cause we I mean, a self-love podcast. Ooh. Oh yes. yeah. And yours. Why so don't nice. you guys do it? <laughs> do a second one. <laughs> we like to tell other people what to do. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's our MO. Uh, but no, this is, I feel like I've learned a lot. I'm so excited about getting my invisible ink and actually filling this out. No, I truly am. I'm going to get a backup one because I feel like I want to like hand it to people all the time. Be like, oh, yeah. you need to see this. And I don't want my stuff in Your there stuff in when yeah. I'm like having yeah. them look through it. But I really want to have one that I can just like, if I'm at a conference or if I'm at a whatever, be like, you need to see this um, without my I stuff. I did so that. I actually had mine that I was using for the book club. And I have a stack of them on my desk and was giving one to a client. And I gave her, gave her mine. Wow. Oh, no. <laughs> she me the next day and she's like, I have your book. Oh, no. Oh. Fine. There's nothing in there that like... Oh my god! Secret, but you just made my little like, lock bag oh, clench god. up. My little that's a good investment. Oh I feel goodness. so encouraged to make my way through the book, but I also feel like I have gotten some very good tips. I'm going to lock it up. I'm going to write it in invisible ink. I could go back to journaling if I had invisible ink. Yeah, because invisible ink's a game changer. It really is. I've never thought about it. We were just talking about it before we even hopped on that I often don't write in my journals because I I can't be fully honest. And then mm -hmm. I go back and I read it and I can tell I wasn't being honest. Mm -hmm. I'm like, Ugh, I don't, who was that? I don't like her. <laughs> and um, self-compassion, Missy. Self-compassion. Yes. So I will quit journaling for long periods mm -hmm. of time. And then I mm -hmm. try to pick it up again. I fall back into my own habits. I'm like, But really the value in it to me when I am being really truthful with it is just the physical act of writing it out helps me yeah. think through things. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily need to go back and read it later. Like just yeah. write There's it There's a out. difference when you're, when you're writing or even when you're using like your non-dominant hand to draw like that, Ooh. that can be really powerful because you're tapping oh. into a different part of your brain where emotions and memories and feelings are stored. So writing has a huge powerful effect. It's different thinking, speaking and writing. All three have value in different ways. Okay. So I you, think that the, yeah. the, the journaling, the drawing, any creativity, I think is, I'll, you know, Brene Brown talks a lot about creativity and vulnerability. Like that, yeah. that's when you get to the deeper level of stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what, Missy, the last time I wrote in my journal was the day that I wrote about, Hey, I think I should start a podcast. And I literally put down the journal, texted you <laughs> 
So who, oh gosh, my journaling's dangerous. Okay, no, I can't do that. Yeah. Who knows? I might who knows start, another start next. My journal is too powerful. I don't know. I don't, that's, what, that's why it has to stay in a lockable bag. <laughs> well, yeah, can you write down like Missy's going to finish her book? Just oh, write yeah. it in your journal. Yeah, maybe I <laughs> should really. go write. I am going to finish my fourth year of my book proposal. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, book proposals, that's another thing I just learned about from, from different publishers. Um, and it, it, again, like, because I've already written a book now, I have some that have contacted me, which is like well, weird. But well, yeah, when you're number one on every category, right? they might but be I coming never, I didn't know anything about the publishing. And I'm like, who wants to write a book proposal and do all this research? And how, I'm like, that's that's worse than it's writing hard. the book. So yes. I'm just going to write the book and hope somebody wants, wants it. I'm not doing book proposals. It's <laughs> 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 decided. I love that. I'm. So, I feel like by the time I get done with this proposal, I, the book will be written, basically. And it's just kind of the proposals. point in some nonfiction, right? They want to see uh, that you have the chops to, yeah, yeah, wow. finish the yeah. actual book. Well, that's actually work. part of what started the podcast because I had to do all these comps and figure out what other books are out there that are similar or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then I got really interested in the books, and I was like, I want to learn more about the author who wrote the book. And so I'm like, mm -hmm. let's do a podcast where i mean what better way to learn more about the books and yeah. you know learn more yeah. about their ways of thinking and be able to promote them and share that knowledge that's what i just i seriously just want to go buy this book for everybody and just hand it out today at the grocery store and be like do this the world <laughs> yeah, would be a better place it's a, i'm putting it on my christmas list like yeah. not for me like as a gift i'm giving it it's yeah. a good gift. Yeah. Uh -huh. I'm see? giving it to maybe everybody I know. You see, like I'm mentally making a list right now. Yeah. We're going to come up with a marketing plan for promoting your book for the holidays. <laughs> and then we're going to put together well, an entire speaking schedule for you for next year. It's so. interesting because I don't get royalties. Like I don't own the book. It's like, so I love oh. that the book is going out everywhere, but. Um, uh, oh, okay. So we'll pimp out your next book and we'll make sure. <laughs> yes. I saw so. what I got. I just meant like, <laughs> like, it's good that the book gets out there and that Lots of people are reading it and doing the work, but yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not motivated by that part of it because well, it that makes really it just extra too. honest, though. The, the yeah. fact yes. that you're not getting anything out of it, but you still see the value mm -hmm. of people. Yeah, I think that that's like what's most important is yep. that yes. people get it. Yeah. So. Oh well, I'm so yeah. excited, and hey. I really. I don't know. I just want more places to hear from you. So that's why we're pushing so hard. So maybe we'll just call you every once in a while and be like, hey. We'll just have you back and have you a whole yeah. you're doing I, could be, I could be a regular guest on yes. your podcast. Good. There you, you know go. We could do like a regular self-love check-in. Yes. You know what? And we I know that. things other than self-love. Like self-love <laughs> is just the book that I wrote. <laughs> that's true. Yes, you have seriously. two decades plus of experience. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, well, thank you so much for being on the show. We've learned so much and we're learning so much from the process of going through the workbook. It's so excited. Yeah, I cannot recommend enough that people go get the book and go through it. I kind of want to cancel the rest of my day and just sit with my book. And I know. I feel like we need to do like a virtual book club within the, because we've got a private mm -hmm. Facebook group. But mm -hmm. I think that could be, we kind of mm -hmm. did the artist way that way once virtually through the group, you know, had people go buy their books and then we just kind of and share the exercises and mm -hmm. shared about it. Uh, so maybe that could be a good thing to do within the group too, to yeah. get, us, get us into the new year. I feel like we always wait until January 1st to reflect and think about these things, but like, let's get people to the point where by the new yeah. year, like they're just ready to jump into it. 
Don't even. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's right. Like, let's start 22, 2022. What year are we going into? 2022, yeah, 2022 right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I said it and I'm like, that can't be right. Um, 2022. Let's just start it like hit the ground running. Yeah. We'll already be. We're fired up. in the oven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I like to do for New Year's uh, um, a vision board. We, my sister and I started that a couple of years ago. So every year we do a vision board and uh, like a collage and we cut yep. out things and post it. And that's a good, a good way to start Ooh, the year. That would be fun to, Ooh, if you would ever consider activity. doing like, uh, like something within the group, like mm-hmm. guiding through what that looks like, yep. that could be a really yeah. fun thing to do too. That We're just going to really, cool. we just want to get lots of ideas. Yes. Yeah, so many ideas. Like my head it. is spinning I know. in a I'm good excited. way. I know. I'm excited. Well, thank you so much again. Yes, I know you. how busy you are with everything that you're doing. So we really appreciate you taking time on your busy well, schedule. To be I have enjoyed us. talking to you both and I can't wait to connect and listen to your podcast in the future. So All right. thank you so thank much. Thank you. Have, have a good afternoon and enjoy your new fire pit. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us for the mom and dot, dot, dot podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. And if you know someone else who could benefit from the episode, please be sure and share it with them. And while we're begging, please subscribe and rate us wherever it is you listen to podcasts. You can find links to all the things we discussed today in our show notes or over at our website, momandpodcast.com with the A-N-D spelled out. In between shows, find us over at the socials, including our private mom and community Facebook group. The links to that group and all of our socials can be found at momandpodcast.com. Thank you so much for your support. We appreciate you more than you know. Now go out there and make your ellipses count.